Hello there, and welcome to the Conscious Coping Club. I'm Lori Sharp-Page, and I'm bringing my experiences as a psychotherapist, my uh, baggage as a human, and my hunch that learning how to cope is going to be a lot more fun when we do it together. On this week's episode, we're exploring the feeling of insecurity, the coping skill of practicing rejection, and the mental health resource of box homeopathic remedies. So get ready to invest in your mental health right here on the Conscious Coping Club, where we cope better together. Insecurity is a potent emotion. It's a nebulous cloud that casts a shadow over our sense of self, our abilities, and even our perceived place in the world. It's like a silent operator, subtly influencing our action, decisions, and how we interact with others. We've all felt this challenging emotion before, I'm sure of it. And I'm definitely grappled with the feelings of insecurity at different points in my life. And yes, even right now, especially right now, I've got some insecurity going on. See, the thing is, insecurity can be triggered by various factors, including societal pressures, unfavorable comparisons, whether you make them or someone else does, or our own perceived inadequacies. Insecurity wears many masks. It can manifest as envy, anxiety, imposter syndrome, or even an intense fear of rejection or failure or perfectionism. While these feelings can all be uncomfortable, they're also an integral part of our shared human experience. Over the years as a mental health professional, I've come to understand that feelings of insecurity usually stem from internalized negative self-beliefs. These beliefs might have their roots in past experiences or perceived failures, but we have the power to rewrite these scripts. It is difficult, but it's possible. Recognizing this can be the first step towards addressing our insecurity effectively. When we address our insecurity, we might not have an easy time, but it's essential for our personal growth. It offers us an opportunity for introspection, to challenge and reframe the narrative we constructed about ourselves and our lives. And it's ultimately about accepting that it's okay to feel insecure, but that we don't have to let it define us or drive our action. Because really all we have to do is learn how to cope with it. Insecurity is a complex emotion, but within its complexity lies a profound opportunity for transformation. It can act as a catalyst to examine ourselves closely, promoting self-acceptance and resilience when we do so with compassion. It's okay to be a work in progress, and your worth extends well beyond whatever insecurities you may have. Now, let's shift gears a little bit and dive into a unique and perhaps counterintuitive coping skill, the skill of practicing rejection. We're talking about purposely seeking out rejection as a means of learning how to cope more effectively with it and growing through any resistance we may have because of it. So it might seem a little strange, but it did for me too, until I really started to realize the transformative potential that lies within this approach. So a few months ago, I was on TikTok, which is like my favorite place to learn about new coping skills. And a user at Haley Butafuso had a video come across my FYP and was called 32 Days of Rejection Therapy. Her goal was basically just to get rejected and practice it. 
And on this episode, she wanted to play out the scene from Elf where she jumped from mattress to mattress and she went into a mattress store and she asked them if she could do that. And I thought, there is, there's no way they're going to say yes. But they did. They totally said yes. Like, it was nothing. Like, I, I almost wonder if people come in and ask this all the time. And then she did it and it was so cute and it was so fun. And it was like such a reminder of like, we really, we can shut ourselves down before we even start on our adventures just because we're afraid of being rejected. And so I really started to think about this idea of like, what if I just practice being rejected? Like, what if I was just rejected all of the time? Like, would that, would that change things for me? And I do think it does. I do think it does. And I still have stings when like rejection happens. And I know I will continue to have stings when rejection happens. But I do think there is something really valuable that like, in addition to that sting, I also have a like, yeah, another rejection for the books. I'm doing it. I'm practicing it. I'm getting more hardcore at it. And because of it, I'm getting braver. And that's pretty cool. So by practicing rejection, we expose ourselves to situations that may not go in our favor. Like this one I thought would definitely not go in her favor. So it's pretty amazing when they do. But even when they don't, there is value there. And that's why practicing rejection is a conscious coping skill. There's value in doing the work of understanding what it feels like to deal with that emotion effectively. Because inevitably that will happen in life. And the truth is, is that nobody wants to hear no, but the more we expose ourselves to rejection, the more we realize it's not the end of the world. There are many tasks for us to take. And so when we can see that, we can see it for the opportunity, for the learning and growth that it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is a daunting practice. It's a hardcore skill, but it's a valuable skill. Rejection is viewed as a negative thing, but it is a normal part of life. And by practicing it and how we cope with it, we can shift our perspective and normalize the experience, ultimately diminishing its power over us. The fear of rejection often holds us back, but imagine the opportunities we might unlock if we don't let that fear control us. Let's reimagine rejection, not as a closed door, but as a bridge that carries us towards personal growth and more confidence. And finally today, I want to talk about a more woo-woo coping skill. Well, some might consider it woo-woo, but honestly, given its history and the fact that there is some science behind it, some of the fundamental principles of this really make this approach more of a woo-woo adjacent, we'll say. But either way, I like to try it all on for size. So come with me as we delve into a timeless resource for emotional well-being, Bach's homeopathic remedies. These remedies were developed by Dr. Edward Bach, a British physician in the early 20th century. And they were developed, these natural remedies from wildflowers. He believed that the energy or vibration of these flowers had potential healing properties. And what he really has done is gone through and created his own kind of curated mix, ultimately comprising of 38 remedies, each one linked to a specific emotion, feeling, or kind of challenge. So I've been using two of these remedies recently as kind of a trial run. I wanted something different to try for dealing with some feelings of insecurity I have popping up right now. So first of all, I chose the Communicate Openly, also known as the Agrimony Flower Essence. So this is derived from the Agrimony, I may not be saying that right, plant. It's traditionally been associated with inner peace and openness, 
And while scientific studies are limited, anecdotal evidence does suggest that can help foster honest self-expression. Next up, we have the Connect With Others, which is water violet flower essence. And this is sourced from the water violet plant. It's believed to help foster a greater connection with others, traditional use and personal experiences like mine suggest it can assist in easing feelings of isolation and promoting social engagement. So while their efficiency is always going to be subject to your individual response, I've found that these remedies provide an extra boost when facing situations that stir my insecurities. It could just be a placebo effect, of course, but I think what matters more than why it works is whether or not it works for me. And for me, I think it works, but it has earned a space in my dynamic coping toolkit. The question is really, will it earn a space in yours? So I will say the tastes aren't amazing, which you can expect because they are flower essence, but the tastes are subtle enough that you can mix it into water or tea to dilute them. And while the bottle themselves are around $15 to $30, you really just use a couple drops at a time so it will last for a while. I use this particularly in a professional setting recently where my insecurity was very, very high. And I just really enjoyed having an extra set of tools for dealing with a situation that I knew was uncomfortable heading in. And I just really wanted to help support myself in dealing with it as effectively and proactively as I could so that I could get the most out of it. And good news, I did. I totally killed it. So all that being said, it's worth a go if you're interested in it. Box homeopathic remedies offer a range of emotional supports acting as natural, accessible resources to help you manage your emotional landscape. They have one for grief, which I'm very interested to hear if people have utilized that. But you can find them on Amazon and other retailers. And of course, if you're interested in more homeopathic remedies or that specific type of treatment or intervention, a trip to your library or consultation with a local homeopathic physician can be a great way to get more information. So give it a try. Why not? I like to mix it up and I hope you do too. That's all for this episode of the Conscious Coping Club. Join me on this journey at ConsciousCoping.club, where we navigate the labyrinth of life together with intention, courage, and a sense of discovery. Make sure to like and follow for more great content. And until next time, don't just cope, consciously cope. Mm-hmm.